Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, back here on the big show, Glenn Ordway, Michael Holly. We'll talk with Danny Ainge coming up at 435 this afternoon. Um, City is a buzz. Certainly Celtic fans are a buzz based on what Chris Broussard from ESPN and ESPN Magazine wrote earlier today that the Boston Celtics are aggressively trying to trade Rajan Rondo and Chris joins us live on the phone lines right now. Hey, Chris, how are you? I'm good. How you guys doing? We're doing Mr. just fine. Are doing great, my I, man. Hey, my man. hey, Chris. I, I, I'm wondering when you when you wrote about Rondo's personality and too high maintenance. We know he had some issues last year during the playoffs where he broke a TV during a scouting uh, a scouting session with the team. Yep. How about this year? What has he done this year that uh, has the Celtics concerned about him going forward? I don't know that he's done anything to that extent. I certainly haven't heard of anything like that. Um, He's continued to have clashes with Doc, although, you know, some will tell you it's gotten better between Doc and and Rajan. Um, But I think it's still strained to a degree, and uh, even with his teammates as well, um, or at least some of them. Um, And I think that's what concerns the Celtics is going forward. This is the guy. He's obviously their best player. They know that. This is the guy we're going to build around. But we have to, you know, they're questioning whether or not I think they can do that uh, with his personality. Um, Danny's going to deny everything when he goes on with you guys. He will. He will. No question. And, and, you know, and and I understand they're denying the story. um, You know, but, you know, I've talked to people throughout the league um, some sources that, that are sticking by and saying, you know, Rajan's name has been out there. Um, but what I'm hearing, what I'm being told is that, you know, look, we know that they offered him for Russell Westbrook. Uh, we know they offered him for Chris Paul. I'm told they were willing before the season to trade him for Steph Curry. Um, but that's the caliber of player they're looking for. They're looking for an all-star caliber player because none of this is about questioning how good Rajan is. Um, so I'm, I'm hearing they're not getting those type of offers in return. And so I, I really think at this point, you know, we got two weeks left, but I, I think at this point it's unlikely that he gets traded. Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because when they were trying to get Chris Paul, it was New Orleans that didn't want Rondo. Yeah. And they had to find a third team, and obviously they were unsuccessful in, in doing it. How much, how much appeal is there right now with Rondo? And do other teams have the same – problem that the Celtics might have right now, the same vision of what this guy would be with their team. Yeah, you know, I, I, I tell you what, his value uh, I don't think is as high as you would think. You know, I think there's been a feeling that in regard, regardless of the personality, because you know how it is with this league, even if a guy has had his issues in a place uh, other teams always feel like with them that can be changed. You know, um, the Lakers ha- have had some interest in Michael Beasley. Reportedly, the Celtics have had some interest in Beasley. He's obviously had issues. But a team always feels like they can handle that. 
I think one question with Rajon, and personally I think he's answered it this year, but I don't know that everyone around the league believes that, is that people have felt like if he wasn't on a stacked team offensively, like he has been with the big three, that he's not going to be as effective uh, as he's been in Boston. That if he's a guy that has to be the first or second offensive option, like a lot of the top point guards are nowadays, that he's not going to be as good. Um, I think he's kind of answered that this year. I know his scoring has dipped a little bit. He's at about 14 a game or something like that. But he's shown, I think, this year more than ever that he actually does have some scoring ability. Um, But I don't think he's answered that question for, for teams, for all the teams in the league that might be interested in it. You talked about that Steph Curry deal, Chris, with uh, Golden State. Do you think, even with the ankle problems that that Curry is having right now, do you think Golden State would say, or maybe both sides, for Golden State and the Celtics, do you think the Celtics would do it, and do you think Golden State would do it? I, I I don't think the Celtics would do it at this point because what I'm told is that they do have concerns about that ankle. And, I, you know, I would assume it's not a long-term thing, but remember Grant Hill's ankle. You know, and I'm not trying to say that's what's going to happen with Steph Curry, but, you know, you never think of the ankle as being an injury that's going to linger for years or ruin your career, but it did do that with Grant Hill. So I think there's serious concern there uh, on the Celtics standpoint. Golden State, from what I'm told, uh, they still uh, would not be willing to do it. I don't think they think Steph's uh, injury is is a long-term thing. They really like him for, you know, all types of reasons. Um, So I I don't think that they would uh, probably wouldn't do it at this point either. Um, but they may, there may be some, you know, they may be, they may be a bit torn within the organization. But I don't think they do it. Chris, you know how this works. They have got to find a way of getting themselves the next superstar. Michael brought this up in the last hour. We've talked about it over the last few weeks. If you're going to trade away Rajon Rondo, you don't believe, you don't have faith that he has the temperament that he's the guy to be your superstar going forward. But how do they get that guy if they don't use Rajon Rondo and maybe to a lesser degree? Paul Pierce. I mean, KG's not going to get it for him. Uh, Ray Allen's not going to get it for him. If anything, those are going to—they're going to get you more pieces that are probably going to get you guys who have two or three years left on a contract, which don't give you that flexibility anymore. Yeah, and that's what this is about to a large degree. I mean, we've talked about the the Rajon's issues and things like that, but also it is knowing that he's your best asset. And like I said, they're not going to dump him for nothing you know, for, for just marginal talent. Um, but if they're looking, you know, if they feel if they could get that type of player, then uh, in return, then certainly you have to look at doing that. He would be your only hope. Pierce, is, as well as he's still playing, you know, with the two, you know, his age, the two years left on his deal at pretty good money, um, I think you could certainly get something for him, but you're not getting a young star caliber player in return for him. I think what the Celtics have to do, and and I think this is some of their thinking, is that, you know, unless you get blown away with an offer for Ray Allen, um, I think you keep Ray and and Kevin. Now, they may want to bring back Ray. I'm I'm hearing some of that. Um, But, you know, that's $30 million coming off your payroll this year. Um, if the if you don't get Dwight Howard or Darren Williams, which you're probably you're not, you're not going to get one of those guys. 
Uh, I think you try to save that cap room for the following year. Um, and, you know, you, you may have to spend some of it just to meet minimum payroll rules with the league. Uh, but I, I try to keep as much of my cap room as I can going forward. And knowing that the Celtics are a historic franchise, one of the best in the league, you still, you know, may have either Rondo or maybe some other young star there. Uh, I think that's how you look at building. I would think that they're a destination that could get a free agent to go there. Um, and that's how that's how I would kind of look at it if I was with Danny Ainge. Based on what you're hearing from your sources, Chris, do you think Dwight Howard is on the move before the 15th or on the 15th? And the same story for Darren Williams? I think that the White, I think in Orlando they're a bit torn as well about what they want to do. Do they trade him or do they just keep him the rest of the season? From what I'm hearing right now, I think they're leaning toward keeping him um, and just trying to play it out, try to win the championship. Uh, that's one part. Also try to get a player there. We know they've had interest in Monte Ellis. Try to get a player there who can you know, play beside Dwight and entice him to stay another star caliber player. Um, and also, Dwight has not fully 100% shut the door on returning to Orlando. I think the chances are slim, but he has left a crack at least open that maybe he goes back there, and that's what the Magic are banking on. It's still hard to believe that they wouldn't trade him before March 15th just so you don't lose, run the risk of losing him for nothing. But right now, I think that's, there's a better than 50% chance that they do try to do that. Uh, as far as Darren, the Nets would only trade him if they think they have no shot at getting Dwight. Because um, right now, I think they've got. I think they're the front runner to get Dwight as a either in a trade or as a free agent. Um, and then Darren would stay there if they get Dwight Howard. So if they if they don't get a chance to get Dwight, let's say he's traded to the Lakers or a team that he he was signed with long term then I think the Nets will have to seriously, and they will look at trading uh, Darren because they can't lose him for nothing and go to Brooklyn with nothing. Uh, that, that would be a scenario where maybe uh, a Rajon type of deal would, would be in place because, you know, I think Darren's better than Rajon. Certainly I think the Celtics would do that deal. And the Nets, you know, facing the prospect of going to Brooklyn with no star or going there with Rajon Rondo – uh, certainly you'd rather go there with Rondo. We're talking with Chris Broussard from uh, ESPN. See, that's the uh, intriguing one to me, is the Nets, I don't think, can afford to go to a new building and build everything around Brooke Lopez. You know, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure that, that that's going to work for them. On the other hand, are you a little bit surprised that the one thing I think Danny Ainge thought, especially with Chris Paul's situation, and others have thought, is that by signing a guy – and and trading him away by excuse me by trading the guy away and and being part of that parent team they're able to make maximum contract money with a new contract like mid 90s versus having the high 50s if they end up uh going from from another team that that doesn't seem to be something if you're Williams if you're Dwight Howard you're concerned about right now are they all just thinking that that's okay they'll do a sign and trade at the end and I'll still get my money well, the, diff- the thing is that the sign-and-trade deals, you know, under the new collective bargaining agreement, you, there is no incentive for the players to do a sign-and-trade anymore. You know, a year ago, or let's go back to Miami, LeBron James and Chris Bosh 
they did sign and trade, so they actually got that extra year and that twenty million or whatever it would be, twenty five million on their contract. Um, now under the new agreement, if a player does a sign and trade, he can't get that fifth year and that extra twenty five or thirty million dollars. That they put that in there to so that players wouldn't, you know, might think about, well, let me stay with my old team because I can get an extra year and more money. Um, but it could backfire because, yeah, Dwight Howard in the past, if he walks away, he's got incentive to do a sign-and-trade with the Magic. Now there's no incentive there. He could just leave you and sign a, a four-year deal. Now, it would be taking less money, one less year, and then the $25 million or $30 million less, whatever it would be. But we've seen a few things. One, players are willing to do that. I mean, LeBron James and, and Chris Bosh were willing to give up that extra money to go to Miami. Their teams at the last moment said, look, we'll do a sign and trade. It's better than losing you for nothing. Cleveland and Toronto said, let's just get what we can, and that enabled the two players to get the, you know, that extra year. Um, so players, I do think, will leave that money on the table. I've heard players say, look, we all know they want money, but also at a certain point, you know, $25 million or $100 million versus $125 million, some of them understand that's not a huge difference. It's not going to change your lifestyle, especially if you're smart with your money. The second thing is that that fifth year, let's say Dwight Howard signs, a, he could sign a five-year deal with Orlando and get an extra 25 or $30 million versus a four-year deal elsewhere. Dwight is young enough, and, and, I, and I don't know if it's the same case with Darren. He's 27, I think going on 28. But Dwight is looking at it like, you know what, that fifth year, what would be that fifth year, that's just going to be the first year of another max contract. He'll still be young enough, should still be productive enough, barring some type of injury, that that's how some of the players are looking at it. Like, hey, I'll just start a new contract at $23 million. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, let, let, let's be honest. LeBron James, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, the reason they were in the position they were in in 2010 to choose their team was because they did take those type of deals. You know, they, they took shorter deals and left guaranteed money on the table, figuring that they'd make it up down the line. And I think Dwight has that same mentality. Interesting stuff. We'll, interesting. we'll be we'll be really wa- we'll be watching your stuff over the next fifteen uh, days intently here from Boston, Chris. I'll be watching you on ESPN to see you wear that Memphis jersey again. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. Come on, your professors at Oberlin are very disappointed. Yo, they, you couldn't they, spell Memphis. Salty man. I think the Oberlin's admissions have uh, dropped fifty percent since I was on TV doing that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris. Talk to you soon. Thanks. All right, guys. See you later, later. Chris Broussard from ESPN and ESPN the magazine here on the Big Show. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.